Welcome to the Religion, Culture, and Context podcast. I'm your host, Keith Shoulders. This podcast is a collection of my observations, perspectives, notes, and research on all things religion, culture, and sometimes history. If you serve in ministry, odds are you either have, are currently, or will struggle with imposter syndrome. There's a psychological impact to one's relationship with the pulpit that we try to ignore, but it's there especially on Mondays. I'm recording this on a Monday. Monday is one of the most mentally and emotionally confusing days on a preacher's calendar. There's so many questions about what happened yesterday, like how did it go? Did the congregation appreciate the work that was put into the message? Did the message resonate? Did I ever have a chance at winning the attention of the two teenage girls who sit in the back and scroll TikTok every Sunday? What should I have done differently? Did the people who said they enjoyed the message really enjoy the message? How can I be better next week? In my opinion, these are all signs and symptoms of the imposter phenomenon or imposter syndrome as it is more commonly referred to today. I found this description of imposter syndrome on an article by the American Psychology Association. It was first described by psychologists Suzanne Imes and Pauline Rose Clance in the 1970s. Imposter phenomenon occurs among high achievers who are unable to internalize and accept their success. No matter how much we achieve or how hard we work, we feel that it wasn't enough and there is a chance people might think less of us because of this underachievement. This is essentially, in my opinion, a form of anxiety and there are usually two responses to this imposter cycle. Either A, you procrastinate because you fear you won't be able to complete the work in a way that meets those high standards you set, or you overprepare and work in an unhealthy fashion. I fall into the procrastination category. Sometimes it's really hard for me to get started because I want to make sure I check all of these boxes to make sure that I've turned over every rock, read every piece of research possible to make this most memorable sermon ever. Those check boxes and reading lists get really big and that makes the preparation process for me feel almost impossible. Then I start to feel a sense of fear that if I don't complete all of these steps and read all of these things, my message won't be any good. In the African-American church tradition, preachers akin a failing message to dying and nobody wants to die in the pulpit. But I hope that this transparency doesn't lead you to think that I don't believe in the spiritual influences and God's ultimate influence on the message. I'm just being honest. And I know that this is God's work and I pray throughout the preparation process, but that doesn't remove me from this struggle and anxiety. I don't feel that having those thoughts makes me less spiritual. And I hope you don't think that about yourself. I think the Apostle Paul had some similar struggles. This struggle is at least a thousand years old, and Paul may have been the most psychologically complex minister that we have record of. I appreciate his transparency, and I think we don't spend enough time thinking about the psychological struggle associated with the spiritual work. I think many of our conversations on that topic end prematurely with the assumption that any struggle of this nature points to spiritual immaturity. But thankfully, Paul has some words that he's recorded about these mental debates that he experienced. For instance, he said, To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, 
This grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Paul is arguably one of the greatest church planners of all time. The, the same Paul who is given credit for writing about half of the 27 books in the New Testament calls himself the least of all saints. And I think what this teaches us is that the impact of our ministry can only be measured in retrospect. We can't really know the totality of the impact of our ministry until it is over. And that kind of feels like a bit of torture. But we do know that because what we do has an eternal impact, it can't possibly be in vain. Furthermore, it feels like we're being asked to carry something that we don't feel equipped or adequate to handle. And I think one of the ways that we combat this anxiety is to use another metaphor from Paul. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. The content is worth much more than the container. So in reality, it's probably healthy to experience a bit of this internal interrogation. The challenge is preventing it from becoming a disabling experience. Sunday is coming. That means another week of praying, reading, meditating, and writing is upon us. But once again, you'll have to enter the pulpit and do your very best to carry something that is more valuable than you are. So this is the question that I'm struggling with now. How do I separate the content from the container enough to prevent the container from getting in the way of the content? Music